0: Again, hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey? Well, here we are once again today, finally, after a two-week hiatus with episode number 43 of Brave the Wild. Today is Friday, March 26, 2010. And well, a lot has happened since the last show. We are not going to review all the games that have taken place since then. Because that would be silly. That would be like a a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour show. More or less today, it's going to be one of those shows where I pretty much brush things with a broad stroke. I'm not going to go into the games, per se. I'm going to go into the play of the team, and I'm going to go into the wild situation. It's going to be kind of a state of the wild address, but really the real state of the wild address, like the wrapping up of the season, will be later on when the season, of course, is over and we're into the postseason, the playoffs and all that good stuff. Um, Brave the Wild, though, is available on com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening always to the show. I appreciate it very much. And, of course, I encourage you to join the forums, the message boards on thesportstuff.com. We'll get into that later when we get into the contact details near the end of the show. Also, I'm going to get to a couple of announcements Brave the Wild now has a Facebook group, for those of you that don't know. As I put that up about a week ago, a lot of you have joined, and I appreciate that very much. But those of you out there that are listening that don't know about it, please join the Facebook group for Brave the Wild. Simply type in Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild Show. That is what will uh, uh, ensure you're finding the group, and please join it. And feel free to comment on the wall, and I will read them. On the show. It was just, it'll just add to the, to the whole feel of the show. You can add topics, add to the discussion. So that's pretty much the idea of that. And it's just a nice way to kind of put a face to your listeners out there. You have a little community. You kind of get to know each other. The Brave the Wild community. Yeah. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? So yeah. As said, we're going to kind of get into some of the news. Of course, the Wild do make a few acquisitions along the way. They sign a nice <laughs> young College player who's now an NHL player, Casey Wellman, off to a nice start. We're going to talk about him a little bit in the show today. First of all, though, I'm going to kind of go over the scores that took place, of course, since the last show. Now, the Wild were in the, for five games, sans the, uh, the Olympic break, at the time I did episode number 42, They started off with that 4-0 victory over Calgary on March the 3rd. I remember I was all excited. Here come the Wild, back with a bang. Here we go. We're going into the stretch run here in March. And then they lose four, four games. Two of them are overtime losses to teams they absolutely should have beat, like the Edmonton Oilers. And, of course, a home game against Florida where the Wild had nine shots on goal. Yeah, I went into quite the rant in episode number 42. That was pretty frustrating. And, of course, Destroyed by Calgary in a Ginless hat trick and just dismantled by Detroit five to one. Yeah, and they were dismantled by Detroit tonight as well. Another in Detroit game and another start for Josh Harding and the same crap. But we're going to continue real quick. First, as I remember, up the that was all ranting and pissed off after that four game losing streak. So what did the Wild do? They win three in a row. They tease us. Yeah, they tease us. They win in Buffalo three to two. That was a nice effort. They win a home game against the pesky St. Louis Blues, who always seem to be a problem for the Minnesota Wild, and then a win at home against the Edmonton Oilers on the sixteenth of March. And it's like, okay, here we go. So then the Wild streak again, and <laughs> it's just see this is where things really, really make me scratch my head, and I'm like, what's going on? What what do we have here? Why does this kind of nonsense continue? Like, what is this? So yeah, you go on a nice win. You go into Buffalo. You win three games in a row. You head to Nashville and get absolutely obliterated, five to nothing, against a team that you're fairly evenly matched with, right? I mean, Nashville's kind of fighting for that eighth seed at the time. We sort of thought we were. We've kind of been in that 11th place, 12th place range pretty much most of the year. Occasional ninth, eighth, or or not eighth, but ninth or 10th place range. Yeah, not eighth. God forbid if we oh if we ever actually got to that point. Yeah, and uh, breaking news that happens in Minnesota Wild or the NHL, making the postseason in the NHL is certainly not what it used to be in the uh, the '80s and early '90s. It's uh, finishing fourth place in a division with 70 points. Used to say, hey, you know, hey, at least, uh, at least you're good enough to do that first versus fourth place to, in the, uh, the the divisions like it used to be in the old days. Minnesota versus Chicago or something like that, like '91 when the Wild took out the Blackhawks. I mean, you get hot, and there you go. Well, it's just not like that anymore. I mean, you need, like, shucks, like, about 90 points, I think, to make the postseason nowadays for the most part. Maybe really high 80s, 88 points to make the postseason. I mean, 70 points, that's pretty sorry. Like, there were a lot of teams that losing records in the postseason years ago. Now, you get teams that are 5 to 10 games above 500 missing the playoffs. So, this Minnesota Wild team is not one of those bottom-end playoff teams like you would have had back then. Um, it's a, it's a shame, but uh, whatever. I mean, (laughs) and, and you lose a game to Nashville five to nothing. It's just another one of those unreviewable games. You just turn it on and you turn it off and you really don't have much to say. It just was a bad game, very poorly played. And that's all there was to it. And so it's a back-to-back, March the 19th against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So it's a two-to-four, two-to-four loss, three, four-to-two loss against the Columbus Blue Jackets, a team in the Wild could have beaten very easily, and they just did not. And then this past Sunday, a very entertaining victory over the Calgary Flames at home. That was a fun game. That was a very fun game indeed. So what did the Wild follow up with on Tuesday? Four-to-one loss against San Jose. They pretty much just got outplayed by a team that's not even been playing well. The San Jose Sharks have been swooning of like just in time for the postseason so they can lose in the first round per tradition. I mean the San Jose Sharks have really <laughs> historically they've been playoff chokes as remember back in the old days though, when they first started to make the playoffs back in the mid nineties, early to mid nineties, they would always take out the top seeded of Detroit Red Wings. The Red Wings were the team that would choke in the postseason before they started winning Stanley Cups. And uh, the Sharks were the team that would pull off the upsets. And ever since the Sharks became the elite team, they're the ones that gets knocked out (laughs) in the first round. Um, Good times indeed. Good times indeed for the San Jose Sharks. And not good times for the Wild either. I mean, just just a boring, poorly played game. Very poorly played game for the Minnesota Wild. Against the San Jose Sharks this past Tuesday. Plain and simple. As it's just, <laughs> it's just an endless, uh, endless run of nonsense. But then here we go again. Another seesaw. As it's just, that's what it's been. You win four in a row. Or excuse me, yeah, you, you win a nice game. You lose four in a row. You win three in a row. You lose two in a row. And then it gets even more kind of tightly. <laughs> you win one, you lose one. You win one, you lose one. As the Wild head to Philadelphia and beat the Philadelphia Flyers. The Wild have had nice success against the Philadelphia Flyers. And I should also note, has all the Wild power play, now this is of course in the San Jose games, I'm going to backtrack a teeny bit, the Wild penalty kill, not the power play, the penalty kill has really been stepping up of late. It's been very impressive. The San Jose Sharks didn't really muster much on their power play attempts, yet the Wild uh, would give up short, would, you know, they gave up shorthanded goals in the game instead. Shorthanded goals. Penalty kills doing good, but then we give up short handed goals. Hmm. It's just like Oh, come on. Like what's the deal? Like what's really what's what's the deal? It's uh just absolute BS. It, it's <laughs> it's kind of the story of the season. It really is. But the Philadelphia game was a, a nice little victory for the Wild. The Wild again, as I mentioned, have had a very successful uh history against the Philadelphia Flyers. The Wild were outshot 35-21 in this game. As so I go a little teeny bit more into detail on this particular day. This was Thursday. This was just this past Thursday here. Very recent, of course, March the 25th. A nice little 4-3 to 3 victory for the Wild. It was fun to, uh a lot more fun to watch than some of these previous games. <laughs> As you might imagine. So we continue here, excuse me. <laughs> Computer is not cooperating as much as I would like it to. Andrew Brunette now in the uh Andrew Brunette getting his 22nd goal of the game. That was one of the more of the highlight plays of the game. Well, really the highlight of this game though in general is the Minnesota Wild down two to nothing, only four minutes into the first period. Figure, well, it's over. This game's over. See, this is where the Wild just tease you so much when they do this. Yeah, it's it's over. Screw it. We're you know we're gonna. We're going to lose this one. It's a road game against Philadelphia. It was a fairly decent team. Not a great team, but a fairly decent team. Um, so what happens? Yeah, well, the Wild Merrick Zidlicky on the power play. So the Wild special team's really been uh, stepping up of late. They've shut down 16 consecutive power plays at this particular time. 16 consecutive power plays the Wild have shut down. Philadelphia, of course, over three in the game. The Wild 50% on the power play. They only had two In this game and dominated in it. Philly dominated in the shots. And the face-offs in this game. Just absolutely kicked the Wilds' butt in those categories. Merrick Zidlicki only 34 seconds in. And there's that power play goal. The top line. Well, part of the top line. It's kind of like the 1B, I guess you could say. Not 1A, but 1B line. (laughs) With Mianen and Havlett. (laughs) On the ice. Merrick Zidlicki. Able to bury a nice uh, slap shot. For his sixth goal of the year. Only his sixth goal, but it's fortieth point of the season. Forty points, your Merrick Zidlaki, the newly signed Zidlakew. Well, we'll see how much a lot we'll see how about midway through this contract if he'll still be able be a member of the team or not. Of course, that is when his uh no trade clause is over. And then have getting his second point of the game early in the third period. Not I mean, and this was after Philadelphia then took a three to one lead. It's like ah great. You know, only about a Ten minutes later, Philadelphia, re, you know, regains a two-goal lead, but then Havlat in the early third period gives us hope. Beyond know, Latundres and Martin Havlat, setting each other up again, Latundres to Havlat back and forth ends up finishing with Havlat with his 17th goal of the year. He's eclipsed the 50-point mark of the on the season. This was his 51st point of, officially, and then Brunette ties the game with his 22nd goal of the year. Has Brunette been very valuable? For the Minnesota Wild this season, very very valuable for the Minnesota Wild, and uh, yeah, I'm. uh, (laughs) Let's just say I'm going to be saying some very nice things about Andrew Burnett. Come the uh, the season review, I'm going to save that. It will most likely be episode number 44 where I will uh, do the. uh, I will put the bow on this on the Minnesota Wild season, and I'm going to have a very nice. It's just a little hint for you because I tend to pass out postseason awards. (laughs) <laughs> that's an even bigger hint, I'm going to have a very nice reward for Andrew Burnett. Come episode number 44. So sorry for the spoiler there. <laughs> it might be kind of a spoiler. Maybe you don't really care, but whatever. Kyle braziak has been a nice find for the Wild, and he was able to score the game-winning goal two and a half minutes into overtime, and it felt really good. It just it just felt fantastic. Kyle Braziak with his ninth goal of the year. Berries, the Philadelphia Flyers and the Wild pull out a very surprising victory. I mean, you don't expect the Wild to win in a row, uh, on the road in a game that they've pretty much been dominated the whole time, a game that they trailed pretty much the whole time until Brunette was able to tie it up. It's just like, really? This, this is really, really happening? Hmm. But the crappy part is though, the damage has been done, right? The damage has been done. The postseason is pretty much like, it's all but mathematically over for the wild getting into the postseason. It's all but mathematically over. I've been pretty much removed from it the past week. Um, my frustration got pretty high the past couple, the past two weeks. Uh, it's, I really, really, it pains me. It deeply pains me to say what I'm about to say, but that's a big part of why I didn't even do a show last week because I was just so frustrated. Just so frustrated. I was going to do a show and then I just, well, part of it was the schedule got in the way, yes, but I didn't try to make that extra time to do the, <laughs> to do the other show because I, I just didn't have much to say. I really didn't, whereas today I do have a lot more to say. Um, I don't expect this to be all too long of a show because there's not all that much going on, to be honest, other than, uh, you know, there there's, all, there's news and there's stuff to talk about, but it's not like, you know, a f- four-hour show here. And I'm going to stack together, unless you just want to hear game reviews for the next, you know, two hours. And I don't think you want that. I, I don't. I mean, there's there's always there's time for game reviews. And then I'm doing one right now, and I'm doing the other one here in a second. That's tonight's game, which was about as unwatchable as it gets. It's, it, 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 it's the seesaw. I mean, this right here, this month of March right here is the epiphany of the Minnesota Wild season. It has just been a big seesaw. They're a streaky team. They're a streaky team. Started off the season in a very, very poor run. A couple of things started to go right. and Then they went on a really hot run. And then they just started playing 500 hockey. And then the streaks really started to kick in in February and March. They get hot and they get cold. And 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 it's like, what the hell? Okay, this is not a playoff team. When you're this streaky, it's not a playoff team um, because when you're only two or three games over 500 and you're like six, seven points out of the, the eighth seed pretty much the whole year, it's over. It, it's over. To a lot of people, you look at that, you, you look at the math on being six, seven points out and you figure, oh, that's not that bad. We could make a comeback. But not in this not in this day's NHL. It's just not the same. It's not the same. Because when you're hot, everybody else is hot. And when you're cold or when everybody else is cold, oh shucks, now you're cold too. God gone it, you know. It's just the way it just the way it seems to turn out. The Wild in a lot of ways they yeah, they had timely goals in this game, but in a lot of ways they got lucky as well. Philadelphia just fell asleep later in this game. They just fell asleep and they, and they blew it. Like Philadelphia blew it in this game. It was it was fun. It was entertaining, but it wasn't like here we go, kumbaya. We're going all the way. This is a kick-ass, uh, kick-ass team. Kick-ass offense. Kick-ass defense. Yeah, kick-ass goaltending. <laughs> yeah, not tonight. Not tonight. The wild loser, uh, folks. The wild six to two tonight. The wild lost tonight's game by a final score of six to two, folks. Six to two. Against the Detroit Red Wings. And yes, who do you think started in goal, folks? Take one freaking guess. And it's not <laughs> an indictment on him. I like Josh Harding an awful lot. Yeah, but it's so predictable and it's so weird. Jacques Lemaire always started Josh Harding against the Detroit Red Wings and we always lost and it was always an ugly game. Or it'd be one of those really gutted out one nothing losses where the wild were poor Josh Harding had faced forty five shots. And the Wild would give him about twenty shots, and they'd get shut out. Well, no, not the last couple times against Detroit. It has been an absolute drubbing. Because the Detroit Red Wings realized <laughs> this is no time to bleep around? Because there's no time to bleep around when you're the Detroit Red Wings right now. <laughs> they're a better team than uh, they've been. They've, you know, they're a better team than what they've shown most of the season. They're like, why the hell are we the ninth seed? Why are we, the Detroit Red Wings, the best team in the NHL really since 1997? Why are we the ninth seed? It doesn't make any sense. We won the cup two years ago. We should have won the cup last year until Pittsburgh just tore their hearts right out of their chests in game seven on their home ice. <laughs> and I loved it very much because I'm not a Red Wings fan. Um This team is not messing around. And they just, when they see the wild right now, when the Detroit Red Wings see the wild on the other side of the road, They just light up. They lick their chops, and they kick our ass. (laughs) And I see what happened. The two veterans who have been steady for the Wild Olsen, healthy in Owen Nolan's case. He's been, you know, he's nicked up, but he's been very steady. The Wild kept him, and there's a good chance he's going to actually re-sign with the Wild this summer because he's just, he's so popular, and he's such a good, legitimate leader. An internet who, again, (laughs) may be saying a nice stuff about him on the Minnesota Wild season wrap-up in episode number 44. And a brunette getting a 23rd goal of the game of the season. No 17 hole. And the only real positives of the night. just Harding re-injured himself again. Most likely the hip. It has been bugging him forever. It has been absolutely bugging him forever. He gave up four goals in this game. back from up two. Just a frustrating night for the wild. You know, on friend has been really, really deadly. He had four points in tonight's particular game. He's been on fire. It's the wild of late. And uh, Jim Howard has just a nice uh, nice addition at a goalie for the Detroit Red Wings. Then it couldn't come at their time. it has been a nice young goalie. Detroit needed some young blood at that position forever. Osgood has been getting older. was uh, has been getting old late 90s, basically. It's been a, because he retired, what, shucks, 2001. Yeah. No, yeah. Retired in 2000. Came back in 2001. Very crazy stuff. Regardless of when he retired, he didn't. <laughs> the Red Wings just look the part right now. They look like a team that could make a run. Maybe Detroit will uh, avenge the uh, the old days when the Sharks used to upset the Detroit Red Wings in the first round. i gotta, I got to think, if the Red and Sharks play in the first round, I'm going Detroit. I'm going Detroit. Why not? <laughs> right now, who could pick against the Detroit Red Wings against the San Jose Sharks right now? I can't do it. Can't do it. And right now, of course, that's exactly what the matchup would be: Detroit and San Jose in the first round. San Jose with their 100 points, Detroit with their 87. And yeah, there it is. You're going to have a you know 90.8 seed here. Calgary Flames, all but eliminated. Really, they're four points out. They've kind of disappeared after the, their their little hot run. They're nine games above 500, and they're probably not going to make it. Wild are four games above. above. 500 they're not going to make it obviously they're so far out of it it's like forget it. <laughs> Chicago only 1 point behind San Jose. It's uh, going to be a really nice run. And I was wrong about Nashville they were. Yeah, heck well they were down in that 8th seed range. They've floated all the way up to 5th seed. That's going to that would be a really interesting matchup seeing Phoenix and Nashville in the first round of the fourth against the 5. Woo, that'd be a really gut em out series I think. Two very gutty teams. That uh, you know they're kind of they've kind of been under the radar for forever. Phoenix Coyotes have coyotes have absolutely emerged as a contender in the Western Conference this season. Their goaltending is awesome. Their defense is awesome, and they score goals too. I mean they just they just get it done. They do everything they need to win. They win on the road. They win at home, <laughs> and they have been on fire. Of like, shucks, they are what two points behind San Jose. For the best record in the Western Conference. Can you believe that? That is pretty amazing considering the improvement the Phoenix Coyotes have made. And hey, that's the, that's a good sign for the Minnesota Wild because there is hope. There is potential hope. Yeah, the cupboards are bare in Houston, but there is that farm system beyond that. Chuck Fletcher, Chuck Fletcher's drafting I think is going to be a lot better than Doug (laughs) Risebrough's. And, uh, and it's it's going to show his his ability to find his his eye for talent is very, very intriguing indeed. So I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to talk a little bit about that right after this. <music> We are back here on Brave the Wild episode number 43, which is a reminder for iPod users along with Microsoft Zune and other MP3 players. Welcome back to the show. We're going to get kind of more and more into some of this stuff, stuff, some of the Minnesota Wild stuff going on. Now, of course, they've been uh, great at home. 14 games above 500 at home. 10 games under 500 on the road. That's another thing, the Wild. That's been a huge issue for the Wild this season. If they were even halfway decent on the road, like Everybody else in the division other than Edmonton, they're a playoff team. They're a playoff team. Guaranteed. But they're not, so the hell with it. (laughs) And they've lost some really cruddy home games this year as well. For the most part, they've been dominating at home, but they've had a couple of really lame losses at home, including that Florida one. That's just an unforgivable loss. Florida's not a playoff team. In fact, they're significantly worse than the Minnesota Wild. Ridiculous. Stupid. Retarded, yeah, you get the idea. Real quick, though, I better mention this. This isn't an announcement, but it's a reminder. The Brave the Wild does have a Twitter account. Twitter.com forward slash Brave the Wild. That's it. Look it up. Give it a follow. I tend to tweet during games, and sometimes even as stuff goes on during the week when they're not playing... I'll be tweeting, of course, during the offseason. I'll be tweeting, I'm sure. Obviously, I mean, I'm going to want to keep up with the Wild and keep you updated with the Wild, as well as the Facebook group. Yeah, I already talked about that, though. So, yeah, I I mean, I'm going to get more into this Chuck Fletcher. I want to talk about Chuck Fletcher some more here really quick. This Chuck Fletcher, well, you get the idea. Um, Yeah, the cupboards have been bare in Houston, and... (laughs) Doug Reisbrow is, is a big part of that. Now, he's not the worst general manager of all time. In fact, early on, I thought he did a pretty good job. But the problem was, well, yeah, in the first two rounds, he did a good job. But everything beyond the uh, second round, it had been virtually zero. There had been virtually zero production. Other than maybe Clayton Stoner, finally, who was a third-round pick in '02. 2 may finally be in uh, something. And I actually wouldn't be surprised if he is. Pardon me, 0-4 draft, but uh, you get the idea. I actually like Clayton Stone an awful lot. Um, but there are reasons for me to be somewhat encouraged here with this team because if someone has an eye for talent, it's Chuck Fletcher. It's Chuck Fletcher. Now, not every movie made was fantastic, but even Chuck Kobasu, who's been hurt most of the year, has been kind of a slight disappointment. He's a fact, you know, he, he's still a factor. He's a third or fourth line guy. Who can get 20 goals when healthy? This year has just not been his year health-wise. Andrew Ebbett, a quirky, nice fourth-line player, who unfortunately faced the, uh, the injury bug earlier. He's been a factor when healthy. I mean, yeah, of course, bit by the concussion junction issue earlier in the year, but he came back very quickly. And you know, he's a quirky player. Not the most valuable guy or anything, but he's been he's been playing really well of late. He gets a, he gets timely goals. When when, when when no one else is getting anything going, guys like Andrew Abbott and Robbie Earle tend to show up. They've been valuable assets to this team. James Shepard finally got his sixth point of the season tonight. Sixth point of the season for James Shepard. He had five points probably for about three or four months. Just an unbelievably poor run for James Shepard. And the million-dollar question is how long will he be, on the, be in this organization and... Million, uh, the other million dollar question is why isn't he in Houston? I mean, the only logical answer to that question is there's no one else to call up. That is how bare the cupboards have been in Houston. Very, very rough. But yeah, you know, the Gilan Latan acquisition. We're going to get more into that also into episode 44. But I'm just saying this does give me reason for hope. It, it really does. lot to uh, Cam Barker. Not completely sold on him just yet. Um, but at the same time, the, at the point the Wild acquired Cam Barker, how oh, he'd already been having kind of a quiet, somewhat quiet, not-so-great season for the Chicago Blackhawks after a 40-point season last year. Pretty quiet year, really, for Cam Barker. Um, he he, he kind of already hit the wall, and I think any potential for him to really surge was kind of gone for the year. Whereas when you get locked undressed way back in uh, late November... Plenty of time for him to, to surge and do something. And he's had one hell of a year. He, he really truly has. Guillaume Matandres has been a major, major acquisition to this team and to the future of this team. And, uh, if it's not smoking mirrors, just one hot little year. And I don't think it is. I mean, I, I really don't think the lumberjack is just the lumberjack dress That's what I call him, of course, because of his big burly appearance. <laughs> French Canadian, big beard, big strong dude. The lumberjack. I mean, why? Why not? I continue here. Um, when you're able to, add, you know, add a prospect like that, it's just amazing. A team that's been that's starving for a goal scorer. It's just, it's it's just absolutely wonderful, and it and it gives hope to this team. It really does. Kyle Braziak was a better addition than I expected. I really like him. Yeah, he's a third line guy, but still, <laughs> hey, somebody's got to play third line, right? And you got a guy like him. It's pretty great. It's it's pretty wonderful. And brunette, of course, has been fantastic in this system. I've been very happy with. Uh, <laughs> and of course, he's healthier. Just been so impressed with Ender brunette this year that I just uh, I can't say enough good about Ender brunette. I just can't. So at this point in time, we're going to move on to the uh, final topic. Um, just just saying though, there is reason for hope. Brunette, of course, not going to be part of the. Uh, the through the long term plans, but I I got to think I want Brunette on this roster until he's retired, until he decides to retire. I want Andrew Burnett on the roster here on out, period. I'd be very disappointed if he's not. Along with Owen Nolan, shucks. I mean, you got to have veterans. It's not like they're a wasted roster spot for cripe's sake, you know. It's really not. Especially when you have guys like Danny Ehrman who haven't scored a goal. In three weeks. Haven't scored a point in three weeks in Houston. Not a point. Peter Kalis has been a complete bust. Golden Gillies has been a bust at this point. He's he's not a bust, but he's been a bust for the season, we'll just say. not Nothing very special going on for him. Cody Allman still not showing signs that he's ready to go to the NHL. Uh, it's just been a weird year for the Wild. It really has, so... I kind of going a little bit far into it because this is really my this is probably most likely unless I'm able to come back next week which I well, maybe I will get episode 44 in next week I'm still kind of not sure how things are going to turn out because the lawn cleanups that's my second job tend to take up a ton of time every April and November and it's hard to release a show when I'm working about 70 hours a week so it's about a potential 3 week hiatus from this show Whenever I start those. So 44 actually just might not be the season wrap-up. It might end up being 45. But then again, <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see with that. So I'm, I'm just going to say it's probably, well, I'm going to say there's a 60% chance there'll be a show next week and then episode 45 would be released end of April, early May, potentially. So just letting you know in uh, ahead of time. If there's no, you know, when when there's that point when there's no show, that <laughs> I didn't quit, okay? So I'm not going away. So some of you that may prefer that tough crap, I'm sticking around. I'm not going anywhere. I'm very happy with this show. I enjoy doing it very, very much. And uh, I appreciate you listeners out there very, very, very much indeed. I truly do. So I would like you listeners to please consider calling into the phone lines here on thesportsstuff.com 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Leave your name in town and uh, opine, shout-out, question, comment, whatever it is. And uh, you'll be right here on Brave the Wild. You'll be able to talk hockey with me. We'd also like you to please join the message boards. This is very important. Please join the message boards on the sportstuff.com so you can join the discussion on that website, which is wonderful, wonderful enough to host my show and give me the opportunity to have this show at all. It has just a, been terrific doing this show for about a year and a half now. Appreciate it always. from Dylan Richardson, the executive producer of TheSportsStuff.com. All you have to do is click the button that says TSS Sports in the upper right-hand corner and then click register and uh, create a name that makes sense. It's not a big jumbled uh, numbers and X's and whatever. And there you go. Because obviously then it would most likely be spam and the... Uh... <laughs> admins rusty or dylan of course would delete that account if you did that so uh have it be something that makes sense and there you go you can interact with me paladino joey right there on the sports stuff.com i'd appreciate it very much and also finally again please join the facebook group for brave the wild all you have to do is type in minnesota or brave the wild minnesota wild show or minnesota wild or whatever and you'll most likely be able to find it and then click join and you're in you could comment on the wall there; it'd be terrific. So I want to thank you for listening once again today. <laughs> Don't I mean? We're not going to make the playoffs, but we're going to keep up with this team. We're going to keep up watching the potential progress of some of these young guys like Casey Well Wellman, who's been a nice addition for the Wild. It's another nice prospect, and we're very happy that uh, Chuck Flesher was able to grab him. All indications are this guy is uh, has a chance to be a pretty nice NHLer. He really does. The speed's there, the confidence is there, the puck presence, everything. He's just, he's got a presence on the ice that uh, shows he's got a chance to be pretty good, and um, he's ready to play here in the next level. He's ready to play at the next level, not just screw around in Houston for the next eight years, which is what Danny Ehrman might be doing. So, God forbid, I hope that isn't the case for him. So, we're going to conclude the show. I thank you always for listening, and we'll be back, we'll probably be back next week, as I kind of Just forgetting the time here. (laughs) Probably I'll get one more show in, and then it'll be the season wrap-up, end of April and May. And if I don't return, well, that means I'm gone already until end of April or early May. So there you go. Regardless, we will be back sooner than later, and we'll talk to you then. Take care.